Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Grotman. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> well, that uh, that definitely gives you the picture of out of the cage, uh, the path to forgiveness. That's such a um, a great visual of what happens to us when we get called in that. So it is. Um, as we start walking into this melody, how can we know that we're in the cage of unforgiveness? Absolutely. And our prayer today is that eyes would be opened and that we'd all be able to see the cage that we're in. Just as in our skit, our opening earlier, Dan couldn't see it. Yeah. And sometimes it's very difficult for us to see where we are. So how do we know if we're in the cage of unforgiveness? Well, here's a question. Have you been offended? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Me too. So, so all, we're all in. We're congratulations. All in that club. You are a candidate for unforgiveness. It's just part of life. Um, let's check yourself a little bit. Let's check your heart. Let's check my heart. Are you in a bad mood a lot of the time? Does your response, is it an unequal, disproportionate response to the actual event right. that occurred? So like, for example, if I come home and you ask me a very straightforward how was your day how was your day hey would you take the trash out would you do this would you do that or regardless in my response is completely disproportionate and out of character with what the question was asked if that's the case something's brewing you may be in the cage of unforgiveness something's brewing underneath yeah. when that happens yeah. um do you find yourself saying things this like is a, this is important this is a big one oh i'm over that that's in the past you find yourself saying things like that a lot if you do it's kind of a big deal because thou doth protest too loudly oh, yes. so you're just saying it over and over maybe kind of even trying to convince yourself yeah um and you ain't fooling nobody mm -hmm. um i think the the tall tale way of knowing i mean if you're this brave if you're brave enough to find a safe person in your life and to ask them hey do i have a blind spot do you think yeah. there's anything i'm hung up on yeah See what they say. Yeah, and, and here's something I think is important for us to, to, to enter into. Unforgiveness is not like, well, they did some really big, atrocious thing that um, is obvious. It's kind of a death by a thousand cuts. Um, unfulfilled expectations. Um, just it's the little things that really has sometimes the greatest impact. So what happens is you, it's like you're packing a bomb. Little by little, you're, these things are building up and building up and building up, and the resentment, the bitterness, and all of So we just want to throw out the idea, maybe some of the challenges that you're having in your marriage and in other relationships is really rooted in, you're in the cage of unforgiveness. Um, it's unresolved. It yeah. hasn't been let go. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's actual impact to us when we're in that cage of unforgiveness. So what happens to us? Welcome to Camp Griffin. It's always going on. Hi, Savannah. Hey, uh, baby girl. So, um, what are some of the little literal things? Hi, Kate. Uh, it's not Good Kate. to see it's you, Taylor. Taylor. Hey, Taylor. I'm sorry. 
You just made our podcast. You just made yeah. Okay. We're not cutting it out either. Um, <laughs> there are actual impacts right. that occur. For example, there's a physical impact. Um, a study from Johns Hopkins, in case you haven't ever heard, one of the leading health. Uh, now Penny's making her way through. She's going to come over to get on the podcast too. Hey, baby. Um, there's literally a physical impact. Studies have, I'll read from the study, studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep and reducing pain, high blood pressure, levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research points to an increase in the forgiveness health connection as you age. I believe that fully. So, hey, maybe you're struggling with insomnia. Could it be that you're in the cage of unforgiveness? Not just saying, you know, not saying, just saying. Um, emotionally, it's exhausting. To carry that load just wears you out. And mm -hmm. and then, you know, so there's a physical impact. There's an emotional impact. There's a spiritual impact. Um, I, I was looking at, if, at the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Uh, to put it in context, this is kind of a um, pinnacle of the book of Hebrews. I love that as, as the author looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith, laying aside all these petty little things that are holding us back and, and moving forward for the prize of, of the high calling of the gospel. So as we move into that, understand one of the things that can be one of those weights that holds us back is bitterness. And bitterness is always going to come as a result of unmet expectations, of of unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. So let me read this yeah. and then you can pontificate oh, on no, it a little bit. I can't wait to hear what you say. I just wanted to say pontificate. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hebrews 12, read along folks, 14 and 15. Work at getting along. Work at, did you hear it? Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Mm -hmm. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Yeah, so so the, the fact is, is there's an impact when we are choosing to stay in a cage of unforgiveness. Then it, it comes out in our relationships. You know, there's an impact on our relationships. It steals our joy. It steals our intimacy. There becomes a wall. And when I say that word intimacy, uh, yes, sex as well. It, it, it becomes a barrier on all of those things. Um, a great friend of ours used to define intimacy as into me you see. And when we are um, struggling with unforgiveness and we are in that cage, it, it forces up, we, we put up barriers that prevent others from, we're, we're not willing to be vulnerable. Absolutely. The way I like to think about it is it's kind of like we have little little quarantine, little sectioned yeah. off cubicles inside of our life. I watch a lot of home and garden television and, you know, all the rage in the last few years really in, in homes has been open concept. And people like to open the front door and see all the way through. Um, so if you have little cubicles here that are just kind of sectioned off, oh, well, you can see into me, Melody. Mm. This is intimacy. Into me, you see. I'm going to let you all the way in. Well, except I have these little these little fortresses here. And yeah. don't worry about those. Don't pay any attention to those. I can, it, 
or, or vice versa. I right. want to let you see in, and, I, and I've got some things. And sometimes I may not even know but it. But what we'll do is we'll let you see only certain things. Right. We'll give you one side of the apple, right? We may even let you see this one little bad spot on it, but on this back side, I mean, it's just complete decay. So we tr we're trying to control the narrative. I would even go further to say, relationally, what happens is when we're in unforgiveness, it creates this, this false view, this, this deception. Mm. Um, and in order for me to put that other person, we'll just say like, if, if you and I are in that position, mm -hmm. I'm going to put you into a position where you're, I'm going to be blaming you. Um, if I'm going to be blaming you, I also have to justify myself. Mm. And it becomes this never-ending cycle of I have to heap more blame so I can have enough justification so that I can have enough blame. Add to that, so I'm running toward those things and I'm running away from things like empathy. I'm running away from humility. At the end of the day, the box of of uh, the, the cage of unforgiveness, you're the one in the cage, not that other person. Yes. There's a great quote that you use a lot of times when you've done this talk. Go ahead with it. Well, I assume you're talking about how unforgiveness is the poison that I swallow yeah. hoping to kill the person that has offended me. That's right. And I'm the loser. Right. I'm the one that loses. It's exhausting. And so, so far in today's episode, we've been building a case. I guess you've seen it. Yeah. We've been building a case for how exhausting unforgiveness can be. It literally drains the life out of you. It drains helpful. the health out of you. Yeah. So before it's we just... move forward a little bit in what we want for you, I want to pause a second. And I want to let you know that before we ever even started this podcast, we were praying. And we're praying for you mm. and we're praying for us yeah. that we'll have eyes to see our blind spots. And that we'll really believe, really believe that forgiveness is possible. And that abundant life, that thing that scripture talks about, right. that abundant life, it really comes through yeah. forgiveness. So so we want to talk a little bit about what well, forgiving is. And, and let me tie one other thing on to Do that. it. There's a fly over your head. I'm sorry, be all right. Okay, good. Um, the the impact of some things that Melody just said there. One of the things that we're one of the things we're never good at is seeing ourselves the way others see us. <laughs> and honestly, you need someone that is speaking truth, an ally, someone who uh, a dispassionate third party. They're not emotionally trapped in all of the all the stuff, right? So they can come in and they can bring clarity where where you just can't see it. So that's that's the whole reason why we do marriage coaching. That's a big piece of that mm -hmm. is we all need someone who can speak that truth into us. Very much. And, who is trusted. And just, give us, and just give a perspective. Somebody that you know yeah. has your back and is cheering for you. Yeah. They're not, they're not coming in judgment saying, well, you right. sure do need to get your act together. They're saying, how can I help you? Yeah. So we don't, want to leave, we don't want to leave you there. How do you get out of the cage? So we'll talk about that. Uh, Melody's going to lead out on that piece. Drum roll. Yeah. All right. These are some hard-earned life facts that I will tell you are true and work. Right. Okay. 
So, so here we go. Put if you haven't watched on. our backstory, go back and you'll you go to our website, We Are Together for Good, and you'll you'll see that. Absolutely. We've really lived through some stuff. And I know that there have been several times in my life where I've been at a crossroads with what am I going to do with this information? Am I going to get into the cage and stay there and build a nest for myself and pretend like everything's okay and comfortable? Or am I going to do the hard work of forgiveness? And right. only the Holy Spirit can truly work this in your life. Only that God factor. But we have such a big part in unlocking the key yeah. and getting us out of the cage. Number one, forgiveness is, feel free to take notes. Forgiveness. You don't need to be in the show notes. Keep going. Forgiveness is a choice. It is a conscious daily choice. Yeah. Okay. So here's how it goes. You have the opportunity to relinquish entitlement to what you feel is owed to you. Matthew 8, 21 through 35. No, excuse me, 18 says, then Peter came to him, this would be Jesus, and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? How often? I'm thinking maybe twice, three times. He says, seven times? How generous of him. No, Jesus replied, 70 times seven. Now, let, let's, put some con let's put some context right. into that. Okay. Understand, Peter was working within the Jewish context. The Pharisees taught that you had to forgive someone three times. After the third time, you're you're off the hook, right? I love that rule. It's great. It's a great rule. <laughs> Puts you right in the cage. Um, so so that was that was the rule of the Pharisees. So as Peter comes and he says seven times, I mean, he's really so wow. Generous. When Jesus says seventy times seven, he's not saying four hundred and ninety times, and then you're off the hook. That's not the point. As a matter of fact, you keep going and you read in the passage, it's the story of the guy who owed the king an immeasurable sum of money that he could never repay. And then as soon as the king forgives his debt, he goes out to the guy who owes him 10 bucks, throws him in jail until he gets his money. And then the king basically takes the guy, throws him in jail. You're a wicked servant, right? I've forgiven you a debt that you could never repay and yet now you're holding this other guy to really what is insignificant in right. compared to what you've been forgiven. So there, the, the teaching of Jesus here is so counterintuitive, so countercultural, mm. not only today, but in the context that he said it. Right. So you gotta gotta know the 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 magnitude, the the multiplier effect that Jesus has really put on this. Right. Now some of you are already mad. <laughs> so congratulations. I can literally hear hear your wheels turning, and you have all the questions. We're gonna get to them. In fact, feel free to send them to us if yeah. you want to. Yeah. But I can only guess that if you're like me. Maybe you've been grievously offended, mm -hmm. or maybe you've been continuously offended by something that's seemingly small, but at this point, you're, by a thousand cuts. you're over it. You're over it. So I get it. Okay. So if you're feeling it rise up in you right now, and I'm saying, it's a conscious daily choice. Sing it with me. Like it's easy. It is not. It is a conscious daily choice. But a choice is something that you have control over. So will you hang with us a little bit? I promise we're going to get you there. Promise. Mm -hmm. If you'll work hard, we'll get you there. So it's a conscious daily choice. You ready for number two? Number two is it is about releasing. All right, everybody, mm -hmm. release, release. It's more about releasing the offended from bondage 
than it is about releasing the offender from consequences. So who am I releasing with unforgiveness? Me. I'm releasing myself from the bondage of bitterness. I'm releasing myself from the bondage of unforgiveness. Now, am I letting that person off the hook? We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a in, in, in the future when we talk about what forgiveness isn't. But right now we're talking about what forgiveness is. Right. It's about releasing the offended more than it is about releasing the offender. All right, here we go. Number three, it is about re-gifting. I love this. This is one time when re-gifting is good. It's about <laughs> re-gifting our forgiveness in Christ. What do I mean by that? Well, you probably have figured it out. We have been forgiven right. in Christ. In fact, Luke 7:47, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Again, the context of this is the woman who is anointing Jesus' feet. Right. Right. So uh, th- there, was, there was a debate. There was contention in the room because a very expensive bottle of ointment is being placed. It must have been essential oils. <laughs> was being placed... Uh, the cult of essential oil is being placed on. I went hey, there. now. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to apologize to all the people nah, who were just talking about that. But it's being placed on Jesus' feet. And what Jesus is basically saying, because of the level of forgiveness she has experienced, her love is um, multiplied accordingly. Absolutely. So, her heart is full. Yeah. Her basket is full. So she has a lot of forgiveness to choose from. Right. You're basically just doling yeah. out what you've been forgiven. And, and that's an, to add to that melody, our forgiveness is really going to be in direct proportion to our understanding of the grace that we've received. Mm-hmm. When we believe that, you know, we're a pretty good person and that we kind of got all of our stuff together, then we don't need a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why should anybody else get grace? Mm-hmm. But when we truly understand who we are, what God has from what God has forgiven us, then and only then can we lavish the love, not only upon the one who has given us that forgiveness guide, but in turn also to others, because I've been forgiven much, I can now love much. Absolutely, so here's a pro tip when it comes to that. <laughs> the pro tip here is rehearse, rehearse, mm-hmm. rehearse. What are you rehearsing? Well, if you're in the cage of forgiveness, excuse me, unforgiveness, my bad. If you're in the cage of unforgiveness, you're probably rehearsing what's happened to you. Yes, our dog is now drinking She's thirsty. her water while we're doing a podcast. It's great. <laughs> you're probably rehearsing what has been done to you. You're probably like, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe he did that. Well, what the pro tip is, rehearse God's goodness. Rehearse <laughs> how you've been forgiven. Yeah. Rehearse what you know to be true about God. Rehearse what you know to be true about yourself. Yeah. Before we leave this point, I want to give you an amazing quote by Mark Twain. <laughs> that theologian that we know, there you Mark go. Twain said. I love this though. Forgiveness is the fragrance the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Mm. Mm. Isn't that good? Powerful. Yeah, it really is. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. 
Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.